0: Welcome to the Peak Community Church Podcast, where weekly messages are available for your hearing. Hey, good morning, friends, family. Welcome to our live worship service at the Peak Community Church. My name is Pastor Rob Lindenberg. I'm uh, speaking to you out of my office, and I am so excited for this service because I believe that this is uh, uh, an anointed, on-time word directly from God. As I was seeking God out in regards to um, what He would have me speak to His people, and, and He brought a certain series of things into alignment, And uh, I'm excited to have this morning a guest with me who's going to be sharing about three very important things, the three fronts that that we're currently in right now, uh, speaking about our health, our finances, and our faith. And so we have an amazing service ready for you today. And I believe God is going to speak a rainbow word and is going to calm a lot of the storms that are raging inside. I'm ready for him to ignite the flame of revival within us, his church. Amen. And so we can go out and and be his light in the midst of darkness. I want you to join me in the word of prayer this morning as as we just invoke his presence in with us. Amen. Lord, Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for this opportunity, for this moed, this uh, appointed time and appointed place, oh God, to be able to serve you, share your word. I ask right now, Lord Father God, that your presence be with us. Fill every living room, fill every computer screen. I pray, God, that you would just move through these these airways, O oh God. If the adversary can use these airways for evil, O oh God, that you would be able to turn around and utilize it for good. That the message of the gospel can be propagated, O oh Lord. We lift up every first responder, every healthcare worker, every doctor, medical nurse, EMT. I pray, Father God, for every custodian that has to work within these facilities, that your divine protection would be upon them. Give them wisdom and discernment in regards to how they operate. I pray, God, that you give them rest, truly rest, as they're being burnt. The candle burning on both ends. God, I pray right now, in the name of Jesus, a refreshing to come over, Lord, your children. That we would find ourselves, Lord God, living in the land of Goshen, receiving your provision and your protection. Praise you, God. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you. You are a good, good Father. You take care of us. And even though we may not understand or see what's taking place, we know that we can come to you as Abba, Father. And that you are taking care of your children. Through the power, the unction of your Holy Spirit. And in the matchless and mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Listen, I welcome you, church. I want to encourage you. If uh, you've never worshipped with us, if you're just connecting with the Peak Community Church for the first time, uh, go over to our website. There's a members uh, service button there that you can click and 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 log. You know, just give us your information, give us your email. We want to give you a free gift. Uh, in that of right now media just for connecting with us so you know we we want to give you a gift this morning no strings attached it's just a resource that you would be able to use um, and it's yours for 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 as long as the peak stays in existence Um, here's a a series of announcements uh, for you to watch Welcome back. Um, I am Pastor Rob, and I am happy to introduce to you our guest uh, Nicholas Palumbo. And uh, so, so as you can tell, we are practicing six feet uh, uh, social. Let me see. Stick your stick your arm out. All right. So. Windows open. Windows open. Lysol. You have, you have water. You have the the Purell. All right. So so we're we're following CDC compliance and we're legit, right? We're legit. All right. Too legit to quit. <laughs> Listen, I want to welcome you to the P Community Church. Um, we have a special service uh, for you this morning. Uh, as, as I was seeking out the Lord, I, the thing that He was, I said, "Lord God, you know what? What is it? What is it that's really at the heart of, of your of your people right now? What's What's the primary concern, and what can what can I speak to? What would you like to speak to your people at this time in this season?" And and as I was praying that prayer, um, you and I happened to then have been in a conversation. And 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 um, Nick is a uh, what, do you, what do you do, Nick? I'm a financial advisor. You're a financial advisor for the past 37 years. Now, when you say you're a financial advisor for the past 37 years, um, what type of financial advisement do you give? Like, I mean, if like what? Uh, what's the average kind of portfolio like do, that your client? Like, yeah, I'm putting you on the spot because I mean, you know. I mean, I just want to know, like, you know, so, so.
1: what what kind of financial advisor do you give well it's 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 everywhere from my average client is anywhere from the husband and wife sitting over a kitchen table doing college planning to I have one client worth seven billion with a B so it's all in that range and we actually be, have become financial advisors to the financial advisor community. So, a lot of financial advisors are 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 coming to us for advice. It could be anything anything from retirement planning to what kind of portfolios to create as far as investments go to getting out of debt, things of that nature. Wow, wow, okay, all right. Um... So so when we
0: were having this conversation, you said something that that really struck out at me. You said that you were spending a lot of time on your phone speaking to your clients, and you felt more like a psychologist than you did a financial advisor. Explain that.
1: Yeah, well, obviously, with this, with going on between health, you know, obviously that's the number one concern. And finances, those of you that have watched the stock market, we lost, at one point it was down 35% from the high so people uh, there's fear there's tremendous fear uh, because the number one objective when we talk to people is lifestyle they want the reassurance that when they retire they can maintain the lifestyle that they were accustomed to but they want to be able to pay bills yeah but now now, now
0: now this this goes way beyond retirement because yeah. now this, this is affecting I mean today globally yeah everybody people that were not even thinking of retirement absolutely. but yet we're all gonna be affected by what's taking place right now. absolutely and so as I was praying really what the Holy Spirit was placing within my heart was the fact that you know there was a lot of fear mm-hmm. and a lot of the fear is is because of the uncertainty and and I was asking God what, what what are your people afraid of and there were three things that kind of came came out on the forefront mm-hmm. uh, people right now are afraid of their health they're afraid of their finances, and really, right now, they're, they're, there's fear that's being stricken at the core of our faith because of the adversity that we're in. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where the rubber meets the road, mm-hmm. and people that thought that they had deep level of faith are are now feeling the panic, right. you know, right. in, in the crisis. And so, yeah. now that we're in crisis, how do how do we address that health? Finance and faith and so these are the three. I mean, it's like the perfect storm, right and it's affecting each one of us right. all right, so um, I Asked Nick to come on to come on this morning because I wanted him to speak into these areas I believe that he's got a message. He is not only a financial advisor. He is a man of faith um, and and not not just you know, not just in word um, in, in lifestyle uh, so, so tell me what God has been placing on your heart right now, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of like, just kind of the intro. We'll get into the nitty gritty, mm-hmm. but what, what has God been speaking to you in regards to the advisement to your
1: clients? Mm-hmm. So, number one, everything is a mindset, right? Um, there's always opportunities that come out of adversity. There always is, and we have to become good finders in the worst possible time. The wealthiest people in America are doing the opposite of what the average person is thinking about. So as Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Repeat that one again. The wealthiest people, the most successful people in America right. are doing the opposite thinking, the opposite things of what the average person does. As an example, stock market is declining, but people are panicking and they're calling me up saying, get me out, get me out, get me out. What well, Warren Buffett does, he says, get me in. I want to buy more. I want to buy when things are on sale. So they're putting money into investments while, while things are going down. Now you might say the average person doesn't have the cash flow. They have to worry about just paying their bills, right? And there's things that we'll talk about and some things that you should be thinking about. As an example, in the stimulus package that Donald Trump just... just the two uh, appealed, trillion dollar two stimulus. Trillion yeah. Dollars, yeah. One of them that just recently came out is that for anyone who has IRAs, as an example... You know, the government says if you touch those IRAs... To <laughs> What's an IRA, individual, Nick? <laughs> individual, individual retirement accounts. An
0: individual retirement
1: account, right. an so IRA, where okay. So you put money in, inside these right. IRAs, individual retirement accounts, the government says, look, we'll allow you to allow that money to grow in your account. If you touch it before 59 and a half, you have a 10% penalty plus the tax. But under this new stimulus package, anyone who happens to have these individual retirement accounts, the government will allow you to take money out, penalty free, and you don't have to pay it back to your IRA For three
0: years, so you can basically it's a it's a it's a it's a a, an interest-free loan for up to three years that you can borrow from yourself. Exactly. Okay, and that's for someone who has an IRA. Exactly. Someone who knows what an IRA is. Exactly. How about
1: people who perhaps have mortgages? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yes. There are several banks right now that are allowing you to defer mortgage payments for as much as ninety days, or credit card payments if you have credit cards. But you still have to pay that eventually Eventually, you have to, you but have to it get gives through you a that. time where it loosens the noose a little bit To allow you to navigate through the storm Now
0: let me ask you a question Because we're in the storm uh, A lot of us, you know, we're paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're making just enough to be able to cover our monthly nuts okay. as, as, as we're living, you know what I mean? Um, and and that's probably poor planning On, on some people uh, You know if if I had a financial advisor, I'd probably be doing a lot better. Right, right,
1: right. But right. <laughs> so that's the number one thing,
0: right? <laughs> have, we got to talk. <laughs> um, but but we're, we're, we're paycheck to paycheck and and you know like they're, they're really um no IRAs we're, we're we're really looking to to honestly get back to work mm-hmm. most, most of us want to be able to get back to work and, and get back to earning mm-hmm. um, as you said that there are those people that that, that the affluent they 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 where, where everybody's looking to sell they're they're looking to buy mm-hmm. are there people right now is there a market for purchase are there people that are looking to invest in the market at this moment in time absolutely
1: are they absolutely so then there's still hope there of course there's hope think about this during world war ii right winston churchill said you just woke up a sleeping giant this country is the greatest country in the world and now there's going to be another awakening This spiritual awakening We're waking up this, this sleeping giant As I said before There's going to be opportunities We have to train our mind to think of the opportunities You know, when I first became a Christian I heard the cliche You have to surrender, you have to surrender, you have to surrender You know, we love the promises of God But we don't want to do the process Come on now okay? So so it, 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 surrender means when, If I'm in a war I'm going to put up the white flag And I'm going to surrender you're either going to take my life or you're going to take me prisoner so we have to make sacrifices and this is a time where we're making those sacrifices go through the process truly surrender because in the end you 're going to come out of this just fine fear should not exist when you surrender come on okay fear is false evidence appearing real it's not true so 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 for those of us that you know and, and
0: i 'm just speaking to to you know just just to the body of Christ um you know where where fear exists then then there means that there is there's a lack of
1: trust there's a lack of trust oh, right. Absolutely.
0: and it's not a bad thing that fear exists it, i i mean it, the fear should not exist, and the fact that it does exist just is a revelation as to where we are mm-hmm. right correct and and so what do we do okay so so again if fear if fear shows up i, I I've up. got anxiety mm-hmm. i'm i've got i've got yeah.
1: fear in me right now mm-hmm. the uncertainties mm-hmm. What do I do? Okay, here's where, you know, there's good fear. The fear of God is good, right? right. There's good fear and there's bad fear. Here's the problem with the bad fear. When the fire gets hot, a lot of people keep their hand on the fire. They don't remove it. It's going to happen. Fear is going to happen. But right away, turn to God and just take your hand off the fire, right? You have to train your mind. The most successful people already know the outcome before it happens. They look at their future. They know that there's, look, I'm in the financial services business. Our office has been shut down for three weeks and probably three more weeks. Our revenue is going to drop dramatically. I still have to make payroll, right? However, there's going to be something that's going to come out of this that I know is bigger than I could even imagine, right? I, I, we're going to get to the scripture component of this now. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper, but the important verse there is the one right after that. You have to know him first. You have to come to him, bow down before him, and your purpose will be fulfilled. We're going to talk a little bit about this later on.
0: All right, that's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, So, um, (laughs) Oscar lost access to my remote desktop which uh, we're gonna have to let him back in in a little bit Um, but I want to I want to just continue to um, have the carry on this conversation just just a little longer before I let you back in Oscar Um, uh, fear you you can't fear the process you can't fear the process you can't
1: fear the process it's all part of growth growth happens when adversity happens right. right everything that is happening now and it happened in the past that's happening now and will continue to happen in the future is all by design it's for growth in this case, it could be spiritual growth, financial growth.
0: See, for us, it's like this is probably the hardest time because as a church, right, we can't congregate, which is what we do, we congregate. And if you look on live right now, everyone that's online, uh, the, the thing that I continue to hear is people people miss coming together. We're, we're, we're a church family, and it's and it's in the coming together that we can build each other up. And now I just feel like, you know what, the adversaries come in and, and deceitfully and very... He, he dro- drove a wedge. During this wedge, this is, there is so much need at this moment in time. And, and, and so the wedge that's being driven is separating the body and it's limiting then the, the resource of income, right? Because this is a matter of what people faithfully give through tithing, through offering, through sowing of seed. So so because of that Now everyone goes into panic and fear And now everyone kind of holds their money Because obviously you want to be able to carry When when we have bills that, That need to get paid Right, um, we want to be faithful in our giving, uh, but we need to also know how to survive and, and what we're doing. What what bills absolutely have to get paid, and what bills do we have a little bit of a grace period in regards to you know being able to play that you know fourteen day, mm-hmm. thirty day window of 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 trying to get waited out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because there is help coming. Mm-hmm. Out of that two trillion, that's the, here. It's a two-part yep. question for you. Out of that two trillion-dollar stimulus plan, mm-hmm. where is the majority of that trickling okay. down into us as far as the people? Okay. How long can we expect, you know, before we actually see that? Mm-hmm. And what type of life should that breathe mm-hmm. into our
1: personal day-to-day finances? Family? Okay. So, anyone who's earning less than seventy-five thousand dollars and actually filed a tax return or if they have a social security check that the government knows that you either filed or returned, they're gonna get for a married couple as much as $1,200, well it could be more if you have children, as much as $3,500 checks to each individual family with children. So $1,200 plus $500 per child, okay? Um, it's, it's graded down up to $99,000 uh, and up to $198,000. dollars for every thousand over the seventy-five, you get a reduction of about fifty dollars. So there is money that's going to be coming
0: in. So it's not just for people that are under the seventy-five thousand-dollar mark. Is that a joint house or is that single? Joint house. Joint house seventy-five thousand. Right. So anyone that then uh, then that is above that seventy-five thousand mark, it's a little than, more than than the then then the greater it is, the the lesser amount that's that you exactly. you get. So it's on a scale. On a scale. So it's on a scale. That's the first thing. The second thing. How long do you think before that money actually kind of getting? comes out and and gives
1: relief. The sooner the better they're trying to push that forward. I'd say in about three weeks, people should start seeing those checks. That's number one. Number two, for closely held small businesses with under 500 employees, they're stopping or delaying payroll tax. They're also allowing what's called SBA loans. If people go to SBA.gov, they're giving up to $200,000 dollars interest-free loans to small businesses to help them to keep going. So there's things in this stimulus package and we could speak at a future time for an hour on all the things on this stimulus package but there are things that you we can be doing individually, right? Some prudent, sound ideas. The second thing is a lot of people maybe they don't have liquidity. One of the things we talk about with clients rather than how do you put money in the stock market or another product when you don't have liquidity? People should Start to once they get out of this, they should start building up what I call a war chest. You should have at least three months of of your annual income saved in savings accounts. Three months of your annual, annual income, income saved in savings.
0: Okay. See, these are scales that, you know, yeah. we don't really, you know, we don't operate or, or right. you know, try to quantify and put them with as, as parameters right. as far as, you know, how much of what should I have right. in case of and, exactly. and, and, and stored away. Yeah. All right. So that's good stuff. Um, hey, listen, any of these um, uh, resources that, that, that are brought up here, just know that you'll be able to click on them and link up with them in our comments and time, you know, at, at, at a later time. Now, I want to I want to kind of get into then the source you mentioned Jeremiah 2911 which everyone knows but really the passage after that it is it, a determining of, of of who God is um, we're gonna we're gonna jump into the word and we're gonna we're gonna see how we're gonna be able to apply our uh, faith onto our finances and what we can trust God for and what we need to be able to trust ourselves for. But before we do that, we're going to roll another quick video just to give you a little uh, piece of the mindset. So why worry? Why have fear? Um, is, is God not able uh, to provide unto us? What what's some, what some of the things that God has placed within your heart
1: according to the word? Well, I mentioned Jeremiah uh, 29, 11, and 12 before. Um, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and will will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place where I sent you into exile. Um, You know we talk about purpose um, and in men's ministry we talk about what is our purpose and the number one purpose is to know God first and foremost once we know him he shows us our secondary purpose so when panic and fear comes in we, we tend to go in a shell we don't really surrender because we don't understand our purpose that everything in life is by design so if we truly trust him then we have to take what's happening now as, as, as a learning curve. So if I'm, if I'm still holding on to my finances,
0: then I truly have not yet surrendered. Absolutely not. Passages that, you know, uh, there's a portion that jumps out at me. It says that he would restore our finances. Mm-hmm. He would restore our wealth. Yeah. Which which means that at some point or another, there's we have to come to a place that we actually lose our wealth okay. in order then to have it restored. Not based on our own efforts, but really trusting in God right. and knowing Absolutely. that He is able to fulfill His promise of restoring our wealth. Absolutely. So in these moments and these times when we have to kind of like, you know, be start trimming off the fat and, you know, jump into our savings and 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 and, and, and jump into maybe Maybe, maybe sell a couple of items that, you know, were luxurious and, and what have you. There's a trimming off mm-hmm. that can get us by. And what God says is that if we're willing to go ahead and surrender all of that, right. that then he will bring us to a place of restoration Absolutely. in
1: all of that. And all of that, come on. Think, think of Job. Job not only lost his finances, lost his family. He lost everything. Right? Talk about real faith and real trust. Yeah. did he restore Job? yeah absolutely absolutely,
0: absolutely. Um, one of the passages I think Oscar may put may bring it up in Matthew Matthew chapter 6 Jesus teaching he's you know uh, uh, giving this amazing uh, 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 sermon. And, and he you know, just continues going about you know, fasting only to be seen by God, laying up your treasures in heaven. He speaks about the lamp being a lamp of the body. right? And then he goes that um, you can't serve God and riches. right? He says, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon um the the word there Mammon is literally in Aramaic riches you can't serve God and you can't serve riches so um moments like these mm-hmm. don't they don't they then reveal where our heart is who, mm-hmm. who our trust is in is our trust
1: truly truly in God mm-hmm. or is it in riches yeah so you know I do a lot of coaching um and I have a lot of other financial advisors that I coach. So when you say you do a lot of coaching, what kind of coaching do you coaching do? Coaching to financial advisors is more about life coaching and balance, you know. I, I look at every human being. So,
0: so you're a, a financial advisor's advisor. Advisor. Okay. okay, so you're like 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 a pastor's pastor. Uh, yes. Okay. i put it that way. Uh, and so just, I want
1: to I, I get, you know, when I ask a lot of these guys, and some of them earning millions of dollars, right, a year, and I ask them what's important to them, money's never in their top four. Money, top number one, they always say health unless they have a relationship with God so in my case it's my relationship with, with my creator, number one first and foremost, number two is my health number three is my relationship with my family by the way, money for me is like number seven see, money is just a byproduct of who God wants you to be money is just a goal goals are irrelevant right? we have to be in alignment with God, what does that mean? so as I'm sure you know, you study martial arts. Mm-hmm. And I've been studying martial arts for many years. And one of the disciplines I'm involved in is a, a, a martial art form called Krab Maga, which is Israeli. Right. And a few weeks ago, I was grappling my age, 59 years old, grappling on the floor. And <laughs> 59, y'all yeah, heard that. <laughs> and, and as I'm getting the you-know-what kicked out of me on the floor, the, the instructor says, look, if a person's on top of you, If their head is aligned with their spine, they're they're going to be uh, stronger. It's going to be harder to get them off. So what you have to do is you have to turn their head so they're out of alignment and you can easily move them off. So let's use an analogy. Let's use an analogy. God is right in front of you. Focus straight on Him. So as we're focusing on Him, we feel the strength, this power. But what happens? The media... The world, society, we turn our heads. We lose our focus on Christ. And we become weaker. Fall out, and we fall of, alignment. out of alignment. So keep your focus on Christ. Keep your focus on God. Because you know the promise. See, we know the promise. We understand the promise of the book. But we don't want to do the process. Come on.
0: And here's part of that promise. Here's in 6. All right. So you can't serve God and, and, and money. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, and I love that worry, mer- merizzo, to divide into parts. Meaning, you, you start chopping it up with all of these distractions and preoccupations of things that begin to cause anxiety, stress, pressure. You know, Jesus speaks against this uh, uh, uh word, this uh, merimazzo, this this worry. Don't don't worry. Don't dissect these things into into little pictures. What you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear, what's for the body, what you will put on it. Is life more, not more than just clothing for the body? He, he talks about looking at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more of value than they? Which one of you, by worrying, can add another inch to your stature, to your height? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all of his glory was arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows what you need of all these things. First, first seek you the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness, and all of these other things will then be added unto you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble.
1: Correct. You know, it reminds me, there was a baseball player, Mookie Wilson, played for New Mookie! New York, and he had a great line. He said, don't worry about the things that you can't control because you can't control them, and don't worry about the things you can control because you can control them.
0: <laughs> so, so why even worry? <laughs> why, why, worry? worry? why even bother why worrying? Worry? Exactly. Mookie! <laughs> That's good stuff, God. You know, but it's 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 having it's coming to that place of faith, though, Nick, and knowing that I can I can trust God even if I don't know where my next morsel is going to come. Mm-hmm. To know that you know Elijah was was out in the desert and had no food, you know, and and was really I mean at the end of himself, and and God sent forth the raven, you know, with with a morsel. Mm-hmm. you know we, we we spoke about the manna last week I spoke about the manna, which mm-hmm. is the bread from heaven, but you know we get so we get so uh used to you know they say that uh, um uh um uh, when uh, uh, familiarity uh, you know, breeds contempt When you're around someone for a while You get comfortable with them And then all of a sudden you get loosey-goosey mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we, we get something that when you don't have And you get it And you're so happy for it But now that you have it And you have a lot of it Or you have it whenever you want it Then all of a sudden It doesn't become enough anymore Now you want more right. and, and for us it's just coming to that place Of being content Of knowing you know what? ultimately whether i'm stripped of everything as long as i have my relationship with the lord intact he can rebuild he can resurrect he can regenerate he's in the business of restoration he's in the business of regeneration you know he's taken me from from utter brokenness and 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 really like you know homelessness nothing nothing and, and and reestablished me, mm-hmm. you know. So so I mean, I, I, I know that he can do it. My faith can can take me there. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people that just haven't gone through that cycle. Mm-hmm. What what can what. What words can we share? To, can 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 we impart to them mm-hmm. to 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 get them to understand that this this too shall pass? This is just for a season, right, right, you know. Right. It's got a shelf life. We're gonna get on the other side of it. When we get on the
1: other side of it. What should be expected of us? Okay, great question. So let me share personal, personal stories. Uh, everyone looks at me, you know, successful businessman. Uh, somebody dropped me off with a helicopter on top of the mountain, right? And I just got there, and there was no climb up the mountain. Where'd you come from? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into that in a second. But <laughs> let me, on that story, um, I went a few years ago. My dad passed away tragically. Um, I saw him melt away over the course of two years, and that's another sermon for another day. But I remember um, we had a vacation planned out of Napa Valley with a bunch of couples and I'm, uh, I'm at this beautiful winery I'm looking at these mountains and at the time my business was going basically down the tubes helping taking care of my dad with my mother and God bless my brother um, that spent many nights with him in the hospital um, and I'm, I was looking at the mountains and I'm in prayer and everybody else was inside sipping wine and I'm praying to God and I said God I remember a time in my life when I was on top of that mountain but I don't know how to get back up there Show me. Give me a sign. Give me something. And, uh, and my wife calls me inside. She said, come inside. We go inside. And then we flew back home on a Sunday. And on a Monday morning, I get a call from Brother Gino. And he didn't know I was in Napa Valley. I wasn't posting anything in those days. And um, he calls me up at 7.30 in the morning. I'm like, why is Gino calling me at 7.30? And Gino says to me, my brother, I don't know why I had to call you, but I need you to know this, and I have a message for you. I said, what's the message? Come on. He said, Holy Spirit told me to tell you that it's always greener in the valley because that's where growth happens. Jeez. All right, so we're in the valley right now, but tap into your God-given gift of imagination and try to figure out how to come out stronger than ever before. Did I come out stronger? Yes. I miss my dad. Yes, but I'm stronger now than I was before. So where I came from, uh, I came from the street. Grew up in the ghetto. 1984. After college, after I started my career, I was on welfare. That's another story. Right. So when you say the ghetto, you know where 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 did where, you grow up? Like, well, I, I tell people Arthur Avenue, predominantly Italians, but I was five blocks off of Arthur Avenue. Oh. Saint Barnabas yeah. Hospital. Okay. A place called Bassford Avenue. Um, and it was bad, I mean I, you learn to fight at 8 years old in the streets, you know, fortunately I, I befriended a, a gang there in those days, the Black Spades, I was a good stickball player so they liked me, so they would, they would protect me. So you were rolling with the, I Black, was rolling Spades. With the Black Spades, so, they, so they, they, they helped protect me so I wouldn't get bugged, they tell me which way to go, which way not to go. So quick story, and this is a long one, but I, I'll try to be quick. I went to college. My father was working three jobs to get us out of the ghetto. We moved up to Yorktown Heights when I was about 13 years old. Um, All right, okay. And went to mainstream, you know, schooling, went to college. And when I was uh, senior year in college, I was dating a girl from here in in, uh, Westchester County. And as soon as I got out of college, by the way, her father at the time was worth $50 million. And I didn't have Christ in my life, so I said, wow, this girl's worth $50 million. So Maybe. you pursued her? No, she pursued me. She actually asked me to marry her. And, okay. and I said, oh, what the heck, she was beautiful. Half Cherokee Indian, half Italian, gorgeous girl. $50, million 50, 50 daddy. $50 daddy, sure, I'll marry you. Well, what I didn't realize... <laughs> Is that four weeks before the wedding, she decides to go to, uh, to Florida to visit her aunt. What I didn't know is she wasn't visiting her aunt. And the way I found out, she needed arthroscopic surgery two weeks before the wedding. I'm at Northern Westchester Hospital in Mount Kisco, and this big bouquet of flowers comes in, and it said, two so-and-so love Spanky. I said, who's Spanky? He said, I don't know. I said, what do you mean you don't know? I took the, the, uh, the card, I called the flowers and said, oh, Spanky is so-and-so, and it was a couple that we knew, that we used to socialize together, and the, 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 the guy sent flowers to my soon-to-be wife. So my mother and my aunt were in the hospital, and I said, I parked the car in the emergency zone, I need to go move the car, and these were in the BC days, so I was much crazier. Now I'm very calm. People wouldn't know the side of me. And I went to this place where he worked, which was a quarter mile from this um, mail order catalog warehouse that he worked. Anyway, I proceeded to hurt this man so bad um, that I was facing assault and battery charges. At the time, I went to go in the FBI. And he charges. I'm not getting in the FBI. I graduated college. I wanted to start a career, this and that. Um, I forgave her. And I ended up marrying her. Shortly thereafter, she comes up with a condition known as anorexia nervosa. I was earning $14,000 a year at the time. I get a psychiatric bill from the hospital for $27,000. I went to my father-in-law, who was worth $50 million. I said, Dad, what do I do? He said, your wife, your problem, not mine. Are you serious? Yeah, so in 1984, I was on welfare in uh, Marcosco, New York, waiting for handouts. So I was at the bottom. So I forgave her married her and then she was in the hospital in psychiatric and uh, it was Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve on the Italian household is pretty popular you know the like 12 fishes yeah, you yeah, know yeah. now it's like four fishes and my mother said to me why don't you come over to the house instead of being by yourself come and have Christmas Eve with us I said no I'm gonna go spend time with her in the hospital I want to leave her by herself and I remember walking into the hospital bouquet of flowers go to her room she wasn't in her room I'm looking through the hospital ward and I see her in someone else's bed, another opposite sex male, and she's rubbing his chest. And I got angry, and because I got angry, the psychiatrist came in, he said, you have to leave, she wants you out. So I leave the hospital, I I was too embarrassed and too prideful to go home to mom. And uh, so I bought myself a bottle of brandy in a brown paper bag, I remember a snowy night, sitting on the bench, at least I could see some people walking by, and I sat there and drank a bottle of brandy. That vaguely sounds familiar. Okay. And uh, I hated women. I didn't respect them at the time. After we got divorced, we got out annulled in the Catholic Church. And I would go to bars and I would look for fights. I would actually, and I could describe some of those scenes that I don't even ever want to go there. Um, just drinking heavily, not respecting people, became promiscuous, right? In 1986, I met my current wife of 30 years, Linda. Um, and I said to my mother, this one's different she's different like nobody I've ever met and in 1989 we got married July 3rd the week before we get married her father dies on a Tuesday we get married on a Sunday and she said we're going to go through the wedding and I see her brother walking her down the aisle and I said wow the courage and strength of this woman is amazing right um so we get married in 1993. Textbook pregnancy. So, so was she the beauty that calmed the beast? She like the I beauty mean, that calmed the beast. So the, the the rage and all that. that. She always had tremendous in. faith um, that I didn't even understand. So in 1993, she gets pregnant, and we're having a textbook pregnancy. As a matter of fact, I had the baby's room in Yankee pinstripes for the Met fans out there. There were Yankee pinstripes. And I had this little bib, the Yankee bib. And she goes into labor in... Um, August of 1993 um, and uh, she goes into labor she's pushing, pushing, pushing for four hours and the baby comes out the cord gets caught the baby dies in my arms oh, and comes See, we point. always ask God for the reasons why everything was happening and I would just get on my knees why is this happening, I'm good why is this happening, why is this happening so we always look for reasons but I've changed my way of thinking now I'm looking for a revelation so when you look for revelation and you bypass the reason, come on, come on. then you can survive coronavirus. You can survive poverty. I've been there. And I went to a room when I was in the hospital because I had to be strong for everybody. I dropped to my knees. I said, God, why? Why is this happening? And this priest comes in. I said, Father, I didn't know any better. I said, where's my son? He said, unfortunately, he wasn't baptized, so he's not in heaven. Are you serious? Yes. So I became an atheist. I didn't believe in anything. It was cold, bitter, angry. My career started taking off. But I was miserable on the inside. Like the song, Tears of a Clown. At a party, I was the life of the party. But inside, I was in pain. Riding away. Riding away. So in uh, 1995, my wife gets pregnant again. Is going through a textbook pregnancy. Uh... Uh, um, Thanksgiving Eve we were supposed to go eat at our sister's house on Thanksgiving she's bleeding we called the doctor Doc, what's, what's happening? he said, well unfortunately you're miscarrying so you have to come in for a DNC procedure on a Friday but we had to go through Thanksgiving with the family not telling them any of this news so my wife, who always had strong faith she said to me, do you believe in miracles? I said, how can I believe in miracles? I don't even believe in God he said, you know, hope sees the invisible and touches the impossible. Never give up hope. I said, okay, whatever, Linda. So we're on our way to the hospital for this procedure. The doctor's starting to do sonogram. And he yells for the nurse. Her name was Mary. Mary, get in here. So I'm thinking as a young man, she must have a tumor. What else could go wrong? This pattern of thinking of negativity. Yeah, what else yeah, could go yeah, wrong? Yeah. He turns the monitor around and he says, Son, do you believe in miracles? I said, well, what is it? He goes, you were having twins. You lost one. The other one is my son, Joseph. That's alive today. So Joseph yeah. was a twin. He was a twin. That's Joseph. So now I started seeking, trying to find God. I didn't know. I was looking at every denomination under the sun. Buddhism, Catholicism, Protestant. I was looking at everything was still a little bit empty going through, going through all this turn the clock forward, my youngest brother was most likely to succeed, best looking funniest in high school tragically dies, leaves three children behind Um, was in a coma and I made a promise to him the simple promise that I had the weight of the elephant on my back that I would take care of those kids the youngest of his three kids six years ago was in a terrible car accident Uh, I was driving to go on an appointment. My sister-in-law calls me. She said, Sabrina was was hurt. They medevaced her to Westchester Medical Center. I said, I'll turn around and go through the toll booth, turn around and get to the hospital. And that moment something happened. I was plugged into church. Uh, I was born again at that time. Um, I was plugged into Yorktown Assembly. And I go to see the doctor, who I knew. was a client of mine. I serve on the board of Children's Health and Research Foundation at the hospital. And I said to the doctor, can I see my niece? He said, I'm sorry, Nick. You can't see her. I said, she's going to make it. He goes, 1% chance that she'll make it. I went out there. and I'm consoling my mother, my sister-in-law, my my niece, everybody. They were crying out to be strong for everybody. And I said, I know that I know that she's going to be fine. I don't know how I know this, but you need to trust me and trust in God that she's going to be fine. Fortunately, six surgeries later, she was fine, but she couldn't have any children because they had to redo her old insights. Well, we pray to God and 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 And I have a beautiful grandnephew, Jordan, who's 14 months old. God is real, my friends. God is real. God is real. And I can go on and on and on. But all of that, I told you that to tell you this. And if I can get into some scripture. Come on. How much time we got? Take us there. Okay. Come on. Make make it quick. We'll, 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 it we'll quick. give him some time, right? Okay, make it quick. So Acts 27:20. Since neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small storm was assailing us, from then on all hope of our being saved was gradually abandoned. See, Paul, the Apostle Paul, was going to be imprisoned in Rome, right? And they're setting sail in the in the right. in the Mediterranean Sea and there was a storm that was coming right when they had gone a long time without food then Paul stood up in their midst and said men you ought to have followed my advice and not to have set sail from Crete and incurred this damage and loss See, he was frustrated because they sailed anyway right right knowing better knowing better they did it so anyway so they put themselves in that jam in that jam yet now i urge you to keep up your courage For there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For this very night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood before me saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar and behold, God has granted you all those who are sailing with you. See, he had a bigger purpose. He had to go through that storm and had a bigger purpose because he knew he had to go to Rome. God told him that. So as long as, as long as you have
0: purpose, you know you'll have life. You'll have life. Come on.
1: Okay? Therefore, keep up your courage, men, for I believe God that it will turn out exactly as I have been told. But we must run aground on a certain island. So I get to 28, uh, Acts 28. Now think about this. He was going to go to, to prison. He went through 14 days with 276 men in this storm where everybody thought they were going to die. Lost all of the material possessions. everything. Lost all material possessions. They get stranded on the island of Malta. Now Malta is a little island just south of Sicily. Right. Yeah. See, the story that I shared with you before about my life, I was in Malta. We're all in Malta. We're in Malta right now during the Coronavirus. This is Malta right now. Okay when they had been brought safely through, through then we found out that the island was called Malta the natives showed us extraordinary kindness so because of the rain that had set in and because of the cold they kindled the fire and received us all but when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire a viper came out because of the heat and fastened itself to his hand it didn't say it bit his hand it fastened itself to his Light's gone When the natives saw the creature hanging from the hand, they began saying to one another, Undoubtedly, this man is a murderer, and though he has been saved from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. However, one of the important scriptures here, However, he shook the creature off into the fire and suffered no harm. Shake it off right now. Shake off Corona shake off the, 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 the financial hardships. But they were expecting that he was about to swell up and suddenly fall down dead. But after they had waited a long time and seen nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and began to say that he was God. How fickle are people, huh? How fickle are people now. Without going further, what happened was the governor of the island, Publius, invites him to his house for dinner. And he sees his sick father there. And he says, who is that? He goes, that's my father. He's sick. Right. Now Paul started saying, I understand the reason why we're shipwrecked. I understand the reason why, well, now the I know why. Now I know why I'm here. I have a bigger purpose. And then he put his hand on his father. And the Bible says he healed him. The very hand where he was injured is the very hand where he healed his father. Not only was the father here, but the whole island came and he was healing. And a church was formed in the, in the, in the governor's house, Publius so as we're going through this storm right the wind controlled the boats but God controlled the wind come on you have to set your mind on God and focus and be in alignment with him when you're in alignment with him he'll give you your assignment praise him when you're you're in
0: alignment with him he'll give you your your assignment assignment. so get into alignment to get your assignment exactly I, I like that Get, get into alignment. Receive your assignment. Whew, that's good. That'll preach. You know, um, I looked at that island, and, and last week I was, uh, you know, I I, I I ministered, and I was speaking as to you know how we already how so many of us already had so much stuff going on. I mean, there was just like it's everywhere, mm-hmm. and and finances, the house, family, health. There just you know work, and there were just things already going on. Like we were already in storms, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden this Corona thing comes through, and it was like it was like the viper that comes in it was like the kick in the gut when you're already down and 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 so you know for us it's it's how do how do we respond to that when you've got these external pressures that are Causing change that you haven't invited, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so situations can either make us bitter. Like we can get bitter about mm-hmm. it, and 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 you know, oh, you know, it's such a hassle, and you know, there's no toilet paper in the supermarket, and you know, how am I going to get the pharmacy? And this is a mandatory quarantine, and you know, so many people, you know, wish that they could have you know a Netflix and chill day. Mm-hmm. Now you're getting one that's mandatory. And nobody wants it. Right. <laughs> exactly. You it's know. human nature. Right, exactly. But. But now, like, you know, we're, we're, we're in this situation and it's affecting us. And I think that what God really spoke in my heart is that um, to speak to you, his people, don't become bitter, become better through the situation. Become better... Through the adversity, look at God. Look for God's purpose and plan in the midst of it. Because if He's brought a, if He's bringing us through something, it's through that journey that we receive the blessing. It's through that journey that we receive the growth, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 when it's when you're under the maximum amount of stress in the gym that you're going to create the maximum the amount of growth exactly. on your body. Exactly, and it's the same thing with our spirit in our soul yeah it's gonna be a little discomfort yeah you were gonna to have to go but it's a season and for this season God has already given us the resources we need to get us through and remember family what we can't do alone we can do together right just this they're, they're calling this social distancing no it's physical distancing we're still social people I'll keep Nick six Away from me, but I, you know what I'm saying. I love you from a distance, right, right. but but you know, um, I think that we need to just get our mindset wrapped around that, and 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 get us to the point of knowing relief is on its way. There's a stimulus package, unemployment's going to happen, it may be uncomfortable, Maybe we may have to swallow our pride, we may have to cut off the fat, we may have to wait online or, or get, on, get, get online and fill out applications and do whatever footwork we do. But I know that we serve the type of God, if we do what He says, we can stand and watch what He does. He's going to take care of us he's going to bless whatever our hands find to do and however we can put them on the plow nick man i want to thank you for coming Absolutely. and just you know sharing your profession faith and finance faith and finance the two are one Absolutely. and 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 so I want to encourage you, church. Um, you know, part of part of faith and finance is, is giving. We have to we have to sow a seed so that God can bless it and, and we can watch it grow. I want to encourage you those that um, are able to continue to tithe at, to the Peak Community Church and continue to support this ministry. Um, if you're not in a place that you can uh, tithe and or you know this isn't your home church, but but you you believe in the ministry of the Peak and and, and the things that we're doing within our community. I want encourage you and and consider sowing a seed into it. Ask God what, what he would have you give and even when, especially when we give out of our lack, man, God blesses and multiplies that faith exponentially. I've seen him do it and he will continue to do it. When we give out of our lack, he knows, show yourself faithful in the little things, I'll make you a ruler over much. This is the moment, we're in the testing ground. And I pray that I can be that pastor that will come alongside of you and get us through the testing ground. When we get to the other side of this, God is going to prepare us and, and, and gear us into really reaching our communities and the communities beyond. Amen? Nick, thank you for thank coming. Thank
1: you, Pastor. Appreciate it. You have any last words? Um, if you get any one thing out of this, whenever we go through these trials and tribulations, I sit down, I pray, I get down my knees and say, God, what's the lesson I need to learn right now? Take me where you need to take me. When you change the meaning of something, you change your life. When you change the meaning of something, right, so you change your, change your life. Change the meaning of what's going on, not gloom and doom. Where's the opportunity here? Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and, and Nick man
0: the opportunity so many pastors going onto these online platforms I, every, every time I get online I get onto social media someone's there there's a message there's a there's, there's an inspiration. There's a scripture quote. Um, you know, the, the word of God is transferring through these lines like never before. And and so I'm going to pray, you know, whatever the devil intended for evil, that God will use it for good. These moments of now, you know, the the, the dinner table, family, kids home from college, kids home from school, that we can, you know, spend some time and and I'm, I'm trying to get some homework done here and change some lamps and take it, you know, bite down that honey do list, um, but it's all purposeful. If we change the meaning, we will change our lives. Absolutely. Praise God. Listen, family, I pray that you got something out of this. I I pray that you enjoyed the service with us this morning. We will continue to think of creative ideas to form community, to minister one-on-one. I look forward to uh, having you join us for Tuesday night, Corporate Prayer, Facebook Live, 7 p.m. Prayer requests being taken live uh, uh, right on the scene. And and we're just going to um, press in. And, and, you know, prayer is what... the hand of God as we continue to pray we're gonna see all of this go right on by and, and God will bring us to the other side into the land of promise. Amen. Amen. Lord, Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for this opportunity. I thank for those that have been able to uh, uh, log in, watch live, and connect with us. I look forward to reading the comments uh, after this is all over and responding. But Father, I just pray your blessing and your hand of protection over your church, over your children. I ask right now, Lord Father God, that you would make available every resource. We're putting ourselves down on the line. Everything that we have is yours, Father God. I pray that you would as as we show ourselves faithful that Lord God you would entrust and, and, and bring forth the resources we need to continue Lord God to provide high level of ministry good content that's going to bless your people and grow your church God I pray right now that Jabez prayer increase our territory that your name would be magnified I thank you, Lord Father God, for your people. So the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and give you peace. May the Lord, uh, uh, oh, I messed up the whole numbers blessing, but may he make his countenance upon you and give you peace. I bless you, church, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Look forward to seeing you on Tuesday. God bless.
1: Mm-hmm.